Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Welcome to another episode of Nerdyverse. I, I would like am to play John. A game. Yes. I, I would like to play a game. <laughs> Apparently. Yes, that is why we're here. Uh, you are all now a part of a game. Sitting so. in front of you are two microphones. Right. <laughs> right. Only one of them has a key inside There's probably of it. a potted plant in your room. It's out to get you. No. <laughs> um, yeah, we've, we've talked about it before, but in case this is somehow your first episode, I'm sorry. But um, I'm yeah, we are talking about the Saw franchise for the next little bit of Nerdyverse. And so while Star Wars is always near and dear to our hearts, and it's what we love most, and it makes yes. us us, uh, we love a lot of things, and horror is one of those. And we haven't had the chance yet with Nerdyverse to really dive into that. We've definitely referenced it and talked about it, but never really dove in um to something we enjoy about uh the horror genre yes of film comic tv and all that stuff manga um obviously saw is a film franchise although there's some other stuff out there and so it's not necessarily our favorite it's not that's not why we're talking about it and it somehow gets to be the first it's just something we enjoy but with the new movie coming out the uh, from the book of Saw, Spiral, mm-hmm. like they got to work on that title. Hence the Uzumaki shirt. Yeah, uh, sure. Um, I guess that fits. It's Japanese for Spiral. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, with it, it's one of those things where normally under these circumstances, I think we would talk about a, an actual favorite or an iconic one, um, something a little bit maybe more relatable, something more people probably have seen and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, Saw's a little bit divisive. Um, but again, because it's got a new film coming out, that's what decided it would be the first we discuss. Um, you know, it's just the way the universe aligned. So there yeah, you go. It's the way the universe crumbles. Right. Um, and so, yeah, again, the Saw franchise is a little bit um, divisive. So, uh, yes. you know, although this isn't a favorite um, in terms of horror genres, I do think I have a special place for this one in terms of helping people understand that it's more than just the gore that it's presented to be. Yeah. Um, because even if you don't enjoy uh, the movies themselves, there is a really interesting story woven throughout the existing eight films uh, with the ninth coming soon. Uh, yeah. And so, and then really that's what we're going to talk about most is trying to understand the story of Saul. Trying for dear life <laughs> it's actually not that hard but it's it's a matter of if you've watched these movies maybe there's more to it um you know it can be very easy to turn your brain off and watch these going from scare to scare gore to gore you know and end up with oh yeah. the guy didn't get out anyway because that's humanity for you it's all hopeless but like it, it, it's easy to not miss the bigger parts of the story but kind of just watch it uh, as it's being presented and not connected uh, film to film and whatnot. Yeah. Um, or it's also easy just to not watch the movies because you think there is no story and, and all of that stuff. Yes. I will say, like, I didn't watch any of the Saw movies until maybe 2016, 2017. I was going to say about 2016, maybe. Yeah. Like, I, you had been telling me for the longest time, like, it's not just 
it's not just gore it's not just torture porn you know it's more than that for the longest time right. but i just this was before i was like a horror fan mm-hmm. like a horror horror fan um so i was i was a baby and didn't want to watch the saw movies because i was thinking oh it's just going to be a bunch of people getting ripped to shreds mm-hmm. and it is to a point to a point yeah but there is so I mean, much more than that yeah it's definitely become a part I, I will say it's become a mm-hmm. part of the um, expectations of a Saw film, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, but as we're going to talk about, we're going to, in this episode, discuss the first four films, which yes. I consider the Jigsaw films. I so agree. these are the films that deal with the Jigsaw killer, uh, who is the you know name behind the, the, the films. Uh, and then the final four deal <laughs> more with like his legacy. Um, essentially, our main villain quote-unquote dies Mm -hmm. and so but obviously there's four more movies to get through and so his legacy kind of lives on and i feel like those four films uh deal with that so saw five to uh eight deal with that more there's there's eight saw movies there's eight now and um when we're recording this the new one's um out yeah. Um, and then uh, they just announced that they're working on Saw X. So there you go. Uh, you know, it can only be as good as Jason X in my mind. Okay, so but Jason go. X is pretty dope. Pretty, it is amazing. Okay. And, and when we finally decide to tackle that mountain, uh, we have some feelings. Listen, so James Agenese is doing Kill Counts. Yes. He's redoing uh, a bunch of them. James of um, Dead Meat yeah, YouTube one of, fame. One of our favorite YouTube channels, yeah. I'll say. Uh, he's redoing his uh, Friday the 13th kill count. Right. And and don't let the name fool you. It's not just about literally just dinging numbers. He talks a lot about behind the scenes stuff and um, uh, a lot of how it's made and yeah. everything. It's very, very interesting. And, and if you are into horror films or if you want to um, learn more about films you like or learn some uh, interesting new films to like, mm-hmm. then um, uh, Dead Meat's great for that, I think. Absolutely. Um, so, but yeah, um, so we're talking about the first four, and um, the first one I feel like does not live up to the hype. That it, what I mean by that is I think if you go, if you're getting into the Saw films with what you know in 2021 about Saw films, mm-hmm. Saw One sucks. It it's very light uh, in terms of what goes mm-hmm. on. It's it's not. You know, it's one scenario, essentially. I mean, you occasionally jump out of the um, bathroom trap to a couple of other places, but it's a very focused film. Yeah. Um, You know, it's just, it's not what, it's like when you first listen to Metallica after your parents tell you it's devil music, and it's just like, it's really not. This is a song about putting a baby to sleep. (laughs) Right. Like, Like, you know, not like that, Uh, but, you know, like. Yeah, I just think it's one of those things where it's just like it's grown um, in retrospect through the rest of the films. Yeah, and other films do put um, the the scenes and the gore first uh, in some scenarios. Big time. Um, whereas the first one, I don't think it's really that. I, I, there's definitely some yeah. gross stuff. Oh yeah, there's there's definitely moments like the original, like reverse bear trap scene mm-hmm. that spooked me, um, but like. You don't see what it does to a human until Saw um, six, 6? Saw 6, I believe. I think so. There's a lot of movies, man. No, 7. 7. Mm-hmm. We're bound to lose track because of Because 8 is Jigsaw, and that has nothing to do with You're those right. characters. So 7 is the last seven to do. 7 is Saw 3D. Yeah. No? 
Yeah. Yes. I think. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's confusing. It's a lot of movies. They start to blend yeah. together, and and I almost have to praise them because they get all of the same cast throughout the entirety of these movies. That's so And rare. I think that's part of what makes it so confusing is you are literally going from movie to movie to movie. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, flashbacks and everything, but essentially yes. every movie happens after the movie. Like, you're literally binging one continuous story, it feels like, and it's just, I think that's daunting and exhausting, mm-hmm. and I think that's where it gets confusing, and I think that's where people start to turn off the plot and just watch the entertainment of it. Yeah. Um and and that said, I mean these are gory movies. They're scary movies. Yeah. Like there is blood and guts throughout there some is of these. A jump scare. So if you're not into that, if you're squeamish, or if you don't enjoy being scared, that's fine. Yeah. Don't watch it. But yeah, I, I think they're good movies. If you if you like scary movies, I think they're worth watching. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, and I have no shame in saying that there are some scenes that I have to look away from. Right. Like I I will cover my eyes and watch through my fingers. <laughs> well, and and that's kind of the point of it. Um, and I don't think, except in a few cases, does it really, like, uh, celebrate the gore and horror that, like, it's made out to. Yeah. Like, it's ex- it's uh, expected that this is, you know, living in this horrible, um, you know, enjoyment of gore and everything. And in reality, it, it's not really relishing in it. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those things that if, if you want to, you can. I, like... I mean, the one this that Saw specifically gets compared to a lot of the times is like Hostel. And I think Hostel is one oh where, no, the bad guys are bad for no good reason and they just yeah. want to hurt people. And all of the the stuff is designed to, like, affect you yeah. viscerally. Whereas the other things, like with with a lot of Saw, and I'm not defending everything because, I mean executives get involved, different writers, different producers, everything. You know, like, I'm not saying it's all um, covered under the umbrella. But I think more often than not, it's more a matter of there's at least a purpose to what's happening. You know, there's there's a reason why you uh, want to continue watching, mm-hmm. not a not to be grossed out. Like, the, the yeah. you know, there's a goal. Yeah, there's some scenes of body horror in uh, Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. I think those scenes were done incredibly well. Like, there's only a... Sorry, my, my camera keeps like... It doesn't like my... Pale skin. I like your pale skin. I like your entire face. <laughs> so I apologize to anyone watching yeah. this that keeps getting blinded by my camera light. But there you go. It's fine. They'll get over it. But um, in ready or not, like they do those scenes so well that it it's barely there. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. So Saw and Hostel and that like era of really like there there was a it big was shift 2000s. between yeah where we go from. It's scary because it's creepy to it's scary because I'm like, it, it makes me feel yeah. physically un, unnerved because you know, yeah. I mean, it's like guys getting hit in the nuts. You feel that if you're a guy, it's one of those things where if, if you watch some things and saw, you feel it like when, when things go through hands or something like yeah. that, like it goes for that of just like making you uncomfortable as if you were experiencing it, but it's not just to make you like live that way. Like yeah. it's one of those things like much like the characters that get put in these traps, you you kind of are compelled to keep going because there's a, a goal, unlike with, like, Hostel, which I do think is what is generally referred to as torture porn, less than this a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, where it's literally just the yeah. gore. It's, it's just the grossness and the meanness and the ugliness. Yeah, I mean, you get movies like The Interview or The Audition that are just... <laughs> two very different two very movies. Different movies. <laughs> very different movies. The Audition... The Japanese horror film, The Audition, uh, yes. which was a movie that freaked me out as well. 
Well, like, I could um, not finish that movie the first time I watched much, it. Much like that one. So that one has like a nail, a nail scene, uh, a fingernail scene. That, but what's needles. that one with the blind kid, um, or the kid with the bad glasses, where the the stranger like um, t- steals oh. his glasses or something? That it's open house. Open house. That one has a scene that again, it's a it's one yeah. of just. This he, is a horrible person doing horrible things. He takes the contacts out of his eyes so and then releases see. him. Yeah, and just lets him go. And, and breaks it's... the mom's hands so that she can't call for help. That movie, it screwed so, me up so much. And, and that is, um, although I think, and it's it's weird to say, and I just have to put out there that we're going to say things like that that come off a little weird, but like, I enjoy that movie more yeah. in its entirety than I do like Hostel. And I don't mean to pick on Hostel. I just, it's just, Hostel's mm. always been one of those ones where it's like all the good stuff that movies like Open House, which I know came much more, much later, um, things like The Audition, things like Saw, things that they do well mm-hmm. within a story, Hostel just does for the, the fear factor, the yeah. awe factor. And, and I think that's where associating that with this, if you like that, that's fine. But saying that this and Saw or other films even uh, are on the same level, I think is a little unfair, yeah. if that makes sense. It, it says a lot about a movie, what you watch it for. Right. Um, and I think, like, that's a genre of film that people go to for the kills. Yeah, like, yeah, like pe- you, people leave talking about that and everything. And, and yeah. again, to a point, some of Saw, but at the same time, what they're trying to get you to talk about is the plot, the characters, the, yeah. the espionage. I don't think that's the right word for it, but you know what I mean. Like, the intrigue. And, and so, yeah. yeah. And so that's what we want to focus on. That's what we want to talk about throughout um, our review of it and, and the story of Saw. And, and again, that's the focus, is that there is a story to Saw. It might be confusing to some, or it might be news to others, but there is a story, and it's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe this is for those who can't stomach watching it, maybe, or whatnot. I don't know. You're fine. And I don't promise that we're going to do a full, detailed essay no. of everything. We only have so much time. But the idea is to get you interested enough that maybe you check out the new movie. Um, you know, COVID gui- uh, guidelines are lifting in some places. And if you're lucky enough, you can go to the theaters and see this new movie. Uh, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't, don't just go willy-nilly. I mean, some people might have their beliefs and whatnot, but like, um, do it safely, but it, it, you know, this is a movie that's coming out, and that's a big deal right now. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are at least interested enough to check out the new movie, great. If not, um, some of these are on, I believe, some streaming services. So, um, you yeah. know, we have them on Apple TV. Yeah, like it, I get confused sometimes with what we have and what's streaming. So I won't s- promise that it's any one particular place, but I know it's out there. Um, it's and somewhere. I, I know for a fact it's like three ninety nine on Amazon. So yeah, there you go. So, um, like you mentioned, you didn't really get into these until much later. I remember uh, I ended up watching these. I watched the first one illegally. I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> put that on the record, I guess. Um, this has look, been a sting listen, operation. I'm I, actually a cop. <laughs> right. like, did, did it's you... been a very long sting operation. No, uh, so like, you know, this is back in the day when I watched a lot of things on the internet through some free site where it's yeah. it's bootleg. It's just one, some two, guy movies. sitting in the cameras and like, yeah. or sitting in the camera, sitting in the cinema. With a camera. How did he get in there? Uh, right. <laughs> it's so very small. tiny. It's Paul Rudd. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and so I remember watching this one that way. And it was that time when I would like hear about something or see something. And it would be very much a like, I know I can't like openly investigate or watch this. So let me go to the internet. So I just like Google it. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I discovered so many things from just like, 
Well, it was just like, you know, Freddy versus Jason. Oh, it's a real movie. And then like pirated versions of it. And like, yeah, of course. It, it was the early days of the internet. Everybody did it. Okay. We still need Goodness to watch gracious. Sadako versus Kiyako. Right. Because uh, it just, that, just that's, that's the beauty. You know, you have arrived as a horror icon when you fight another horror icon. Um, so yeah, and then uh, it was really that that I watched that then made me very interested. And I think it was around the time of Saw 2, so I ended up watching that, um, through Blockbuster. And then it just was kind of a, uh, trail from there, uh, which is how most of my, like, horror franchises happen, is I find one that's really interesting, and it just opens the floodgates for all the others to come through. Puppet Master. Um, yeah, Puppet Master, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all of those where it's just like... I mean, even Alien, um, you know, that that was because of Alien versus Predator, you know? And you had the benefit of having a mom who encouraged you to watch those kinds of movies. No, not Saw. Not Saw (laughs) at all. No. Uh, But the other ones, the ones with the wisecracking villains or the, you know, the crazy hijinks and and, uh, premarital sex, she was fine with those. It was when it got down to bear traps and jigsaws that she was like, maybe that's a little too much. Um, but no, I, I really enjoy it. And, um, all throughout the history of Saw, they've had a, a, a pretty iconic cast, yes. um, pretty heavy hitters. I mean, in the first one, we have Carrie Elwes of, yes. uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights fame <laughs> and, and other as, things and psych wish. and psych. Um, yeah. And, uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. Obviously. yeah. Best movie um, ever. we have, uh, Danny Glover, who is surprisingly not too old for this. And then, <laughs> In fact, he might be a little young for it. Uh, and then, um, who would later become a household name because of these films, Tobin Bell. Um, yes. So, God uh, bless Tobin Bell. Love the man. And then, um, obviously, we have to shout out our favorite horror icon, who is James Wan. Love um, that man. Creator and writer and director of this first film. Yes. Uh, he he produced on everything else. And, and I think this was a, a time when they were discovering it helps having... Uh, familiar creatives continuing in the process yes where it's like even if you don't direct can you at least be involved and james one's always been one of those where it's like if he creates something he'll do it until he's not interested and then he'll let someone else do it but he'll give you advice um you know with uh you know again iconically creating the insidious movies the conjuring movies you know like honestly he's he's a horror aficionado he's a he's a modern day yeah. Uh, Wes Craven. And I feel like that's a lot to say. And that doesn't mean like... I agree, though. Like, person to person. I just mean, like, he's doing the kinds of things that Wes Craven has yeah. a legacy for in terms of he, he's he's creating new and creative and interesting yeah. um, horror, um, new ways to be scared of things, and also intriguing ways to be scared of things, you know? So, yeah. Um, I, I will hold until the day that I die that two of the best jump scares that I've ever gotten me are right. the table scene in Insidious. Yep, Darth Maul. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, the sheet. Yeah, in, in the, conjuring. Uh, the Conjuring. And um, hide and go clap. So, yeah, uh, that's which is the same one. one, right? Yep. Yeah. Same so, one. and we will be talking about those because The Conjuring is getting another movie soon. So we're excited about that. And um, yes. he's not just good at this. I even said when we were talking about Justice League, he does. <laughs> Other things good. Yeah. He did Aquaman, and he's working on Aquaman too, and that's honestly exciting to me. I I love what he does with yes. film, uh, and and he's just got such an eye for things. He also did uh, Furious Seven. Yeah, you know, uh, Aquaman and Furious Seven are the only two where it's just like, how, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, but then it's all horror from there, and he's just good at everything he does. I in, I have not seen a bad movie. In this house, we love and respect James Wan. Right. 
But That's it. You, you cannot have him at his soft. You do not love him as at his dead silence, okay? Oh. Same with Donnie Wahlberg, okay? We're going to talk about it, but, like, that is the I epitome. I want to talk about Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> I love Donnie. He's the best Wall and Berg. Thank you. He is the best Wahlberg. <laughs> so our first film, um, so, again, I, I mentioned it's a big story. So it starts in the first one, and it really does continue throughout, and it it builds retroactively so a lot of it isn't going to be watch this movie and see all these things you missed it's going to be watch this movie then this movie and then this movie and see all the things in the first one you probably missed and and that's really what they seek to do with every new film in this franchise is to add to the story and um the intrigue and the conspiracy of it and everything um it's very much a very glorified and blown up version of whodunit Mm -hmm. with a lot of stakes and the stakes being body horror um and so uh it's involving our um aptly named jigsaw killer uh played by tobin bell who is john kramer um and essentially uh and and again i you know i guess at this point we should say spoilers i don't know but um we're gonna talk about things that don't happen necessarily in these movies um to help these movies make sense because you kind of have to there are three movies that happen at the same time two movies two yeah, just two. Just okay, three and four. Two. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, we'll get there. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, essentially we find out throughout the, the first four films um, that uh, John had lung cancer. He's yes. diagnosed with lung cancer. It's inoperable, and uh, many things suffered for it. One thing uh, that was very big of that is uh, his marriage. Um, you know, you find out you're dying. You uh, uh, have lost um, your child with uh, your wife, and just things start to stack up, and so... John Kramer attempts suicide. Um, it doesn't work. But afterwards, he's like, maybe life's not, not so bad. Which? <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, I guess I'm supposed to live, you know, I guess. I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I don't feel that. like there should be much commentary on no. suicide from John Kramer, okay? I'm not saying that. That's what I'm saying. I just mean, well, obviously, we'll get into his motives. So, whereas you might be um, much like the, the cops uh, played by um, Danny Glover and Ken Lung in this, you, you might be tempted to think that, no, this guy is just sadistic and killing people. Uh, John Kramer doesn't believe so. He believes he's rehabilitating people. Yeah. And so after his near-death um, uh, uh, failed suicide attempt, um, he kind of has this aha moment where he's like, wow, I almost died and that made me want to live. Maybe I should do this for other people and change their lives I'd, too. I'd like to point out <laughs> that all he did was get out of a car. Right. And pull a very I mean, long he, shard of glass out of his side. I don't think it was glass. I think it was like a pipe or something. Like oh he, 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 he was okay. He was fine. Um, like but, he, he wasn't fighting like rats. It was, it was the idea of being brought close to death made me appreciate life. That, that's his whole thing he takes throughout all of it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a solid <laughs> case, okay? I'm just saying what he's saying. In the court of Jigsaw. <laughs> right. Now, here's the thing. I I don't entirely disagree. <laughs> as I as I finish my statement before the FBI shows up. All right. No, it, like, I, I do believe consequences have to happen, unfortunately, a lot of the times before we're willing to change as people. And so, no, I don't think you should be put in death traps to change. No. I don't. I don't think changing under pressure is real change, um, and and that's a whole other th- idea to tease out. But like, I, I I understand the idea that sometimes I have to have consequences. I have to lose things. I have to pay the price 
to change and realize I was doing it wrong or I was, I was, you know, um, not uh, doing the right thing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a fact of life. I think that is true. I get you. I don't think you should go building bear trap masks for people to help them experience you that. You shouldn't build a puppet. Like, that's what... Okay, like... here's the thing, though. Like, at, yeah, they try to make him out... Uh, obviously, that was a gimmick for the first movie. Yeah. Creepy mascot thing. That was a popular thing. Um, they, uh, re- like, throughout the rest of the films, they try to make him out very sympathetic, very uh, tactful, very serious. Where did the puppet come from, then? <laughs> like... That's such a serial killer. You can understand why Dan- Danny Glover's character would not like you, not agree with you, yeah, think you're a homicidal a maniac. Like, come on. Puppets are bad news. It was, li- it was literally because of that. It yes. had to be because of that. There has to be a puppet. He loves puppets, man. He put a puppet in all of his movies, guaranteed. So many puppets. Right? Uh, you know, William Defoe in Aquaman? No. Puppet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so they're hunting Jigsaw. Um, <laughs> And, and there's a couple of instances where we see these traps play out. And essentially it's that. You you get a, yeah. uh, a recorded tape that says, I want to play a game. This is your goal. Do it in the allotted time if you want to live and you are free. And and it evolves doing something much like John Kramer's car accident where it, it was uh, some sort of near death, something painful, something that made you almost feel like, whoa, this life I hate. I almost lost, and I didn't like that. So maybe I don't hate life yeah. as much. Here's the thing. I'm going to be saying that a lot. Sure. <laughs> Amanda killed a dude to get the key out of his stomach. Did his life not need to be changed? I don't remember the specifics of that guy. So, yeah, so one of the victims of one of these is uh, Amanda, who becomes very important later. Um, yes. She's the one that gets into the reverse bear trap, which is kind of... That's the saw trap. That's the most iconic yeah. thing, I think, from these films. Because it's such a look to see, like, essentially a bear trap strapped to someone's face. And if it goes off, instead of closing, it opens and your face is in that. And, mm-hmm. and But, the, the like you mentioned earlier, we never get to see that delivered upon until much, much later. Yeah. And so, but uh, Amanda's one who goes through this and guess what? She was a druggie and she didn't value life and all this. Stuff. Like, there's all these things that were why she was in the trap. And she cleaned up afterwards and all this other stuff. So she and John Kramer, Jigsaw, believed then obviously that worked. She's one of the yes. few survivors. Um, and, you know, it is one of those instances where, if, I mean, if anything dangerous happens, you change your patterns after that. Like, you don't think much about walking to your car at night, but then something happens. And then every night you think and more, you're more careful. You, you care about where you park and blah, blah, blah. I mean, we do the same thing when we see news reports about, you know, criminal activity in places. Oh, we park a little closer. We, we make sure we leave when there's a little bit more light. It, it's the same concept, just lethal. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, there's some, there's some truth. To what he's doing, You're but he does it wrong. Jigsaw so no, much. I'm not. I'm just saying I can understand where he's coming from. He did it wrong, though. Okay, he, yes. He, he, do, he is a criminal. He is a he, bad he guy. He do a crime. He do a crime. So the first film is all about a one Dr. Lawrence Gordon, played by Coriolis, uh, in, in tight tights. In tight, tight. No, tights. not tight enough. If I'm, if I'm being honest. No, I mean this was in his uh, era of. I'm not Wesley anymore, so I'm gonna put on some weight. He looked fine. He was very honest. He he was just um. Listen, man. He was just a dude. Careless. Like he's, he stopped being pretty boy. He just started being him. Yeah. Like there, there's times when people do that. And actors do that in life, and and people are just like they're not who I thought they were. And it's Bill like, Kilmer. 
Like, Dude, right. Like, goodness gracious. Leave Val Kilmer alone. He's I still mean, Batman. He, he's, meh. Uh, meh. It's Val Kilmer, though. Fine. But okay. I, I mean, leave him alone, but I'm not defending his Batman. He is my Huckleberry. Right. We're not going to get into this. So, um, Lawrence Gordon and Steven. Um, Steven. No, I'm sorry, not Steven. Who is this other guy? Who is Steven? Adam? Adam. Adam. <laughs> sorry, I don't know. Steven's the other cop. You get so a wiki. The cop, the cop, yeah, the cops are David and Steven. Okay. Cop names. We had to remind ourselves. Oh, yeah. There's so much stuff, guys. There's so much stuff. There's so much So, uh, But Gordon and uh, Adam. So they're the two that are trapped. They wake up. So essentially what every film does is you see a few other traps that kind of, ooh, these are the show-offs. These are the, they're not meant to win. They're they're, they're just meant to kind of get you tense about what's going on. Yeah. And um, so we get a few of those. And then there's the trap. And in this one, the trap is for Dr. Gordon and Adam. Um, Dr. Gordon, so he's a doctor, uh, and photographer and freelancer, Adam. Yes. And essentially they wake up, there's a dead man in the room, and they're chained to pipes. Yes. And they're told they have to figure out a way to escape um, before the time runs out, essentially. Yeah. Also, I have, a, I have an issue. How could he have caught that key that went down the drain? I mean, I think there was a way. I think in, if she ha- if so... If Amanda, dun, 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 yeah, who survived the other trap, it's revealed later that she actually helped set this one up. Um, She kind of just haphazardly puts the key there. She doesn't take care. And I think that's one thing John Kramer proves he does, is he does everything very methodically so that they have the best chance. He gives them chances. She didn't care. She she was just kind of there. And so, um, yeah, so uh, they wake up and that's their whole thing. But there's also clues around. Um, so th- there's the one tape recorder that tells them that you've got to get out, like figure out a way. Mm-hmm. And then they each have another tape or something like that. I think if I remember right. Yes. Something that kind of pits them against each other. Because what we don't know is that. So Dr. Gordon was the one who actually gave John Kramer his uh, critical diagnosis and said, you have inoperable cancer. Um and but then so Adam's connection to it all is that he is the freelance photographer that's been hired to follow uh, Dr. Gordon by the cops because for some reason the cops believe that Dr. Gordon is He's jigsaw. jigsaw. Now because why would they believe that? They have his pen light that was found in the scene. Well, that and then like other like little doctory things where they're like, oh, this kind of lines up because there is a third player in the game. And so later we find out there's a Zepp, is his name? Yes. That's his nickname. I don't remember what his name name is, but he's an orderly from the hospital. And so basically while John Kramer was there, what we were, what you're led to believe is that he um, uh, conscripted Zepp to help him because nobody likes you at that hospital. They all make fun of you and steal your lunch money, Zepp. Help me kill him. <laughs> you know, like he's, like he's made out to be like, oh, I'm an apprentice. Like he sees value in me and I'm helping and everything. Um, and so he's actually been uh, yeah. assisting in, in, in one way or the other. And so that's what led the cops to suspect Dr. Gordon. Yes. And during this whole thing, Zepp has Dr. Gordon's wife and child. Right. And, and so in the end, we find out that that's his game. So there, like, that's the saw like onion of things is there's another game within the game. So the other game is Zepp's game where he's actually a victim as well. And his game is to just kill them if they don't escape 
but like just yeah. essentially monitor Gordon and Adam. I think it's if Adam doesn't kill Dr. Gordon at a certain time, mm-hmm. then he kills the family. I think so. It's I, one of those. I mean, at the end of the day, that scenario doesn't happen. Yeah. It, it all goes wrong. So um, good for Gordon's wife. Um, mm-hmm. She helps escape. Like they, yeah. they figure it out. Yeah, they, they're fine. They're doing great. Um, again, and that's why I say, like, a lot of this first movie isn't what you would think a Saw movie is if you've seen or heard of Saw before this. Yeah. You know what? This Saw is my favorite Saw it's movie. It's probably the most tame of yeah. them all. And so, um, yeah, a lot of it's just these scenarios getting unraveled and introduced. And in the yeah. end, they realize the, the only real way to escape is to cut off your foot. Mm-hmm. The most Saw scene. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and good for Carrie Ellis because he sells it too. Like, he just goes. He does. Um, and he so does he cut, Dr. Gordon cuts off his foot. So, obviously, then he can slide off the shackle and he just crawls away mm-hmm. uh, with the promise of coming back for at. I'll come oh, back. I'll, I'll come, come back. back. I'll come back for you. <laughs> oh, my Carrie gosh. Ellis doesn't have a him good American accent. his theater act, uh, acting oh. there. Um, and so, uh, so Adam's kind of just there, and as he's like, just like this dude just cut off his foot in front of me, and all this other stuff. The dude that was dead in the middle of the floor stands up. Stands up, and it's John Kramer. Yes, I, this part I'd never got. It, I never understood this, other than the he was alive the whole it time. It shocked me when I first watched this because I had no context. Well, really, until even even the wrap up when I originally watched this, the ending is supposed to make you realize. He's Jigsaw, like, uh, you know, I didn't get that. Because when he has the makeup and, and all the others, because he looked like a, he shot himself. Yeah. He made him up. He made himself up to look like a dead body. So in the end, he doesn't look like himself. So, or at least not how you've seen him in flashbacks. Yeah. So I didn't realize the truth until the second movie. Yeah. When it's like, wait, that's the same guy. Ah, oh, like, yeah. I had to put it, I had to put it together. But yeah, he rises up and he's basically just like the the key for your locks in the in the tub, dude. And and poor Ad and this is the like the the moment like this is when the music starts and this is when all the stuff like like all the flashbacks of just like oh my gosh I should have just I should have just listened like except in in Adam's case like you mentioned earlier the key was just kind of placed and so he woke up in a tub and went down the drain. It wasn't supposed to do that. No. Um. So he got trapped. Poor Adam was just a victim at, at that point. Like, I, I don't remember the whole deal. I mean, uh, so got, Dr. Gordon was cheating on his wife. That was part of why he was uh, uh, brought into this trap. Mm-hmm. That's part of the whole deal with that. I don't remember Adam's thing. I don't remember what it was with Adam. He was a blackmailer. I think that was his whole thing. I don't know. But, I, I mean, he kind of still got the raw deal in this one. He got the raw deal. He got the best kidnapping scene. Oh yeah, because there's the oh. the pig face, which becomes a kind of iconic uh, apprentice thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, Amanda all along yep. and everything. So yeah, um, and a f- fun little tidbit that we learned was that during this filming of this movie, Tobin Bell was actually laying on the ground the entire yeah, time. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> he was well, not just... like like not for consecutive sense. Yeah. Like anytime they were shooting, where he his his body had to be in the scene, he did he that. Was, he was just there cool do you think that, <laughs> commitment like they just hung out at lunch and were just like dead body huh right cool so um yeah so the the first movie uh that's that's really it it's it's more about the the um scenario building i think in the first film because there's not as much story to work with yeah it's only later that we start to get like 
Later films make Saw 1 more interesting. Knowing all the things that go on behind the scenes and, and leading up to that moment make it more interesting. On its own, it's really just about, you know, the twists and the, the scenario and yeah. everything. Like, but it's, it's still really interesting. Yeah, it's the exploration of what would you do to survive. It's a animal trapped in a shackle that's like, would you gnaw your own leg right. off? And, and uh, what, what it introduces there and what it continues to build upon definitely is this idea that no one really, I mean, no, no one's ever completely innocent or selfless. Like what you see throughout the films, especially as more contestants get involved, is people are going to be bad people uh, a lot of the times. They're, they're almost unchangeable. And that starts to get to um, Jigsaw's apprentice Amanda. And that's what kind of gets um, built upon later is that yeah. she just gets this attitude of, I'm not changing people, I'm punishing people. And that's a big difference. Yeah. Um, at least, you know, John Kramer tries to have some hope for his people or for his uh, victims. But, like, um, at the end of the day, what you see most often... Now, I mean, Dr. Gordon and Adam kind of try and work it out. But, yeah. like, generally, people still mess up. Like, even yeah. if given chances, people mess up all the time. And... If you can get anything from Saw, it's just the idea of don't waste the chances you've been given. Like, you know, value life, value what you have, and and don't just don't be selfish, don't waste it. Yeah, I um, mean, even moving on to Saw number two, mm-hmm. like the whole message of Saw number two is all you had to do was listen. Number two. Number two. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Saw two um, does and doesn't immediately follow up. Yeah. Uh, Saw one. Um, the big twist at the end is it ends up where this one, where Saw 1 was, which is an interesting tie together. Yeah. Um, but all in all, it's, 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 it's a new scenario. Um, so it's there a new are scenario. some, yeah. So there's some side, um, traps again. We're not really talking about the traps and everything that, that those aren't the more, more interesting parts. Yeah. Um, but there's the side traps, but then the main trap is actually more elaborate. So the last one we were trapped so to elaborate. one room. This one, we're trapped to one house. It's called the gas house, essentially. Uh, and, and that's what it is, is there's a there's a noxious gas being filtered throughout the building. And if they don't find the way out in time, they'll all die. Yes. And um, again, there's the idea. So even in Adam's tape, it says, you know, the key, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, he gives hints very mm-hmm. much so. Now... Could it be more obvious? Maybe. It could be way <laughs> more obvious. Whatever. So in this one, he says, you know, the, the key to escape is in the back of your mind. Yes. And and part of that comes from, like, they're going to experience traps related to their life. So everyone has their own trap meant for them based on their sins and experience. Um, so it's almost this idea of I've got to travel back and relive myself and I'll find a way. That's not the truth. You're not meant yeah. to find the antidote. If you go for the antidotes, you die, actually. Um, and, and that's the thing, is they're spread throughout. So the, the tantalizing thing of the traps in this one are go for the cure. But that's not the point. The point is to escape. Not unscathed, but to escape. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, the, the, the uh, solution is that they had tattooed on the back of their necks the combination to the lock of the safe that was in the very first room they all woke up in. Yep. So the back of your mind, it, it, it's on the back of your head. Get it? So if they had just looked at the back of each other's heads, they would have gotten the code and everybody would have escaped and been happy. If John Kramer had gone into, like, the pun races 
the galactic oh fundraisers. He would he would absolutely rule. But there are so many puns in yeah. these movies. Oh yeah, it's it's. I mean, and, and that's the thing yeah. is like you can. I, I just imagine him just sitting with his journal and just going back and forth, like, uh, no, that's not no, that's not cool. Enough. You know, whatever. <laughs> so um. Yeah, and while this is all happening, uh, Danny Danny Wahlberg. Donnie. Donnie, whatever. The good one. He's married to Jenny McCarthy. I, he's fine. He, I, I can't speak for his spouse. She's not invited, but Donnie can come on the show any day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's the old kid on the block now. He's cool. He's I, look, I, I, I enjoy me a Donnie Wahlberg, okay? I love Blue Bloods. I love Tom Selleck. He is my spiritual grandfather. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. So, and that's um, fine. You know, if I could be a Reagan, I'd be happy. You'd have to be a cop, though. I wouldn't have to be. That's part of the point of the show. Ha ha. Ha ha. On CBS. We're not sponsored. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Anyway. So Donnie Wahlberg. Yes. I don't remember his name. Eric Matthews. Thank you. <laughs> like Boy Meets World. Okay. Eric Matthews. He's the older brother. Really? Yes. Okay. I didn't watch that show too, too much. And it was one of those like on, on TV when I was in the room shows. That's, that show sh- showed me so much about life. Um, Man. Donnie Wahlberg. Yes. So... His son has got kidnapped and he's, is in, he's the, in house. the house. And Jigsaw is one of his first things that he says to him is, your son is in a safe place. No, okay, here's the thing. So some a commentator said that, like that was supposed to be a, a thing. I don't think that's the case. I, I don't think he was trying to hint that he's in the safe. I, I think that was just dialogue, okay? <laughs> that was dialogue, but it's so funny. I mean, I, I I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. So, yes. So what we find out, the twist, twist upon a twist upon a twist, is that there, the the house incident happened forever ago. It, yeah. They think it's happening right now. Uh, and so they're interrogating Jigsaw in his workshop, when in reality, mm-hmm. the house is already done. Yeah, they have CCTV footage. Right. And so um, his son is literally in... A safe in the room with Matthews when he's interrogating Jigsaw. That's supposed to be again the big twist. Yeah. Again, everything with Saw has to do with the first room. If you get it right, the first room, you're fine. Like listen carefully and pay attention to the first room because like everything has a flashback all the way to the beginning. Remember when he said that one thing in that one place at that one time? That was your hint. Here's you messed it up. I have an auditory processing disorder. Right, you would, would be horrible. Die. Yeah, you'd be horrible. You'd at this. be fine. Oh my gosh! The, yeah, like escape room on steroids. I'd be fun. Yeah, <laughs> you'd, um, you'd be halfway through the first I would, tape I'd and get you'd be you like, with, I'd get there. you out with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd be dragging me. <laughs> unless there was a case where it only involved one person, then I'd let you go. Aww. Yeah, I love you. Um, so yeah, so that's the big twist. And so, uh, but the the thing, so it's less about your son is safe, safe. He's safe. safe. Why don't you sit on that safe and come talk to me, boy? Like, <laughs> no. So his whole thing is talk to me. Yeah, talk, talk to, to me, me for this allotted amount of right, time. Right. Well, because essentially the t- he's in his own game. Mm-hmm. The other game wasn't for Eric to a point um, because all the other contestants of the game were criminals he put away. While although not great people, he put them away on crap crimes. Like he twisted evidence to get them to where they are. So would they have still ended up in jail? Yes. Were were they put in jail for the right reasons then? No. no. Is that right? I don't know. Like moral ambiguity, and and that's what Detective Matthews has been doing and dealing with. So even though he seems like a good guy, he's doing very questionable things, and so he 
gets his own game. Yes, he has anger. And meanwhile, issues. he hasn't been appreciating his son. So now I kidnapped your son. You appreciate him a lot more now, right? <laughs> so um, yeah, if you want to see somebody a lesson, steal their child. Apparently, <laughs> take the kid. Uh, meanwhile, Amanda's been with um, uh, the son throughout the trap and everything, yes. and uh, she's portrayed as a victim who fell on hard mm-hmm. times, got re-kidnapped by Sala. This is the first ever double entendre Sawness. <laughs> Um, but it's revealed later, no, she's involved in accomplicing. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about her trap for a second. Sure. Jumping it into was a, not a hers. pile of it, needles. It was not hers, actually. Oh, was it? Um, it was for someone else. That's the thing. The So there's oh. this one guy who basically just ruins it for everybody. Cause he just, yeah, he's a jerk. He's just like, he, he, selfishness. Again, like yes. we were talking about, somebody's going to be selfish. And so um, it, it was meant for someone. We never heard the tape. We never got to play who it was for, I believe. But essentially, it's one of those things, like, there's one cure in there, uh, and she has to go through this pool of syringes uh, to find the real one, and yeah, yeah, it's just horrible. That was one of those that I had to look away, because I just... That one's tough, yeah, like, something about just, like, a pool of syringes, like, this idea of multiple, like... Entry points, like and, they, and you see very them different. sticking out of her skin. They did the the like, the, the work on the, those effects very interesting. The very work wow, right. like to be able to make it both realistically look like she's been stuck, but she's also in needles. Like Ooh. oh, every uh, time I think about it, I just get like a shiver and I hate it. And so, um, but yeah, her her goal was to save the kid essentially. Um, but um, then so Eric basically um, forces Jigsaw uh, to take him to the house. Of course, mm-hmm. he gets there and it's empty. But lo yep. and behold, in the basement of that house, though, is the bathroom where um, our first Saw game took place. And so, uh, and then uh, Amanda basically jumps uh, Eric Matthews and leaves him there to die because yes. essentially he failed his game. Like he didn't sit and talk to John. He forced him to take him to the house. Turns out, if he had just listened, it was all over to begin with. And it was just, if he had just done the right thing first, if he had listened to his son, if he had just listened and done the right thing, he wouldn't be where he is. And so now he's trapped yes. in the original uh, saw bathroom. Arguably a more brutal escape when it actually does happen, though. Yeah, which, let's go ahead and, is that in this one? I think it's in Saw 3. Let's see. Yep. Yep. It, it picks up right there. So um, I, we're kind of breezing through, but it's also just because we have time to get through. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so I'll throw in When you focus on the story, yeah. yes. So actually, that's a smart way to tackle this. So yeah, if you did not know, Saw so 3 and 4 happened simultaneously. The only way you would know that is the ending of Saw 4. Yes. Um, and so although they happen at the same time, there's two different tests. So let's talk about Saw 3 test first. But um, yes. yes, we do open up with Matthews in the bathroom. Breaking his own foot. <laughs> in less than 60 seconds, he decides what to do. Yes. I'm just going to say, he puts Adam oh. and Gordon to shame. He commits to, to it. To be fair, so yes, did, did he not appreciate his son enough? Was he not a good enough father? No. Did, when the rubber meets the road, is he willing to do what needs to get done for his yes. son, though? He will pick up a toilet seat yes. <laughs> and break his foot yeah, like, beyond dude. recognition. Uh, and just oh. wiggles that gummy worm of a foot oh. out of the shackle. So gross. Uh, and then walks off. He yeah. just walks it off. He just limps. Um, catches up to Amanda. Basically almost kills her. Yeah. Um, but she gets the jump on him. And then another of Jigsaw's disciples finds him. We don't really get that revealed until later. But essentially, 
uh, Detective Hoffman mm-hmm. um, picks up Eric Matthews and decides to use him for his personal gain in the Saw 4 trap. Which we'll is get there. a favorite of mine, personally. Really? Yes, okay. I do love that one. So uh, as far as Saw 3, so this is focused on Amanda. So if anything, Saw 3 and 4 focus on the apprentices of uh, John Kramer because <laughs> John Kramer is succumbing to his illnesses. He's yeah. dying. And essentially, he's been doing all of this throughout his dying process, but it's just getting to the point where he can no longer do it. But he's also, though, faced with the truth that who he's picked to be his disciples and his legacy are not who should carry on the name, although he has a favorite, that being Hoffman, and we see that in the next one. I think he's a much better successor, but he's still got ill motives. Again, the least you can say for John Kramer is he kind of has a point, but Amanda, again, she's lost all hope. Base, and I think honestly, the house did it to her. She was just like, "No, these people ain't learning squat. That's We're just fair. like, let's just punish them." Which is what our American justice system is turned into. Let's not rehabilitate criminals. Let's just punish them, and they'll just always be criminals. Scoop, there it is. I mean, like she basically just goes full courthouse on it of just like, "No, I think they're bad, and they should be punished for being bad, not changed for being bad." When we stop looking at bad as like this death sentence uh, again okay we all saw star wars palpatine is bad he was not getting better i get it but that is like one percent of the factor yeah. most people are bad for a reason and i believe should be given chances to change forgiveness is a whole nother conversation i understand criminal behavior i understand loss of life all that stuff it sucks saw three literally deals with that but when it comes down to dehumanizing and making it just about we're punishing bad people for being bad people that are always going to be bad people. I don't think that's the right way to look at things. Mm-hmm. And and again, Saw 3 dives into that because it deals with a father in a trap because he cannot let go of the fact that his son died uh, due to a negligent car dr- uh, driver. Um, yeah. You know, he was killed in an accident because I don't, I don't, they don't really say, I think what the guy was doing. It was, I think, predating like texting and driving yeah. kind of thing, but Essentially, he just wasn't paying attention. Dude wasn't paying attention. Um, yeah. So it involves the ca- the guy that was driving the car that killed the kid. It involves the witness who changed her testimony because she just, I guess, didn't want to be involved. Um, it involves the judge who basically gave a very lenient uh, um, yeah. punishment. He has the grossest. Yeah. Of all. Of them. Uh, and then Jeff, who's the dad, who cannot move on. Uh, which is not necessarily his crime. It's not the idea of moving on from your grief. That's the misconception of this movie. It's more about the fact of the feelings he harbors towards those people. Yeah. And that's all of his tests. He has to save the people that were involved in the death of his son. Yep. And that's like... It's intense. That's tough stuff. Like, I I like the purpose of these things. Mm -hmm. And so, now, this is not an Amanda creation. Yes, this is this a jigsaw, is jigsaw creation that he she helped facilitate. So it's winnable. The problem is all along this, okay, so again, test and a test and a test. All right, so in Jeff's test, Amanda is being tested. The, Amanda, the disciple, is being tested yes. because she's just turned homicidal. And basically her goal is to keep Jeff's wife alive. Yes, Jeff's wife is involved in this because she's a doctor who's literally keeping John Kramer alive right now. Yes, as soon as his heart rate ends, it, her she has a collar on, which will, is gnarly. Yeah. It's got shotgun shells all around it. And it will detonate if John dies. Yeah. Motivation, right? Right. Um, 
And so much like when your kid's not listening and, and won't behave and you're just like, you're going to break that and you, and you want to take it away, but you're like, all right, I'm going to let you have the toy. And then it breaks and they come back and whine and he's just like, I told you you were going to break it. That's what he's doing to Amanda, just like, I'm going to let you get involved in this, but I know you're going to fail Yep. and it's going to be sad. Um, and so that's the big deal of Saw 3. Meanwhile, <laughs> in Saw 4, again... Detective Hoffman, the other disciple, Thing yes. 2, has taken Eric Matthews. He's put him in a, in a um, trap again and has teased Eric Matthews' partners with being able to save him, essentially. Yes. The idea being he, Hoffman is playing the smart game of he's not really punishing people. He is trying to make his identity unknown. He's trying yeah. to cover his tracks. So much less of a... John Kramer doesn't really care because he's never really been out there, which, smart on him, he's used disciples the whole time. So at the end of the day, how can Cancer Man lift these people and do these things and create this stuff? He can't. His disciples do it. So he's kind of remained the man behind the curtain. Hoffman's been doing stuff. Yeah. And and, and the whole reason he's involved is because he actually copycatted Jigsaw. With a giant freaking guillotine. I liked this story point. So basically, in the height of Jigsaw murders, he uses a Jigsaw trap to kill the guy that killed his sister to be able to get away with it and just be like, oh, I guess Jigsaw just got this bad person that I just happen to know Mm -hmm. who happens to have a history with me who I totally want to kill and told that guy in the gym about yesterday. Like, (laughs) you know, it kind of seems a little obvious. Yeah. I don't know. But whatever. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, obviously none of the other cops would like hold it against him, but it was still wrong. And I think a case can be made of, like, well, I would do it, you know. Well, that's where it starts to get, and that's where Saw gets interesting when it starts to get relatable like that, when you start to feel some of the things. And so uh, Kramer basically comes up to him and he's basically, hey, I know what you did. You want to help me actually do the right thing, or do you just want to punish people like you do as a cop? And all that, like, and he basically is just like, you turn me in, you prove you copied me. Mm -hmm. You join me, no one has to know. Yeah. And... And so um, Hoffman, though, he gets this journey of trying to cover his tracks. So these people that are getting close, Eric Matthews wasn't close, but his partner Riggs and um, do 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 Manamana. do 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 Manamana. I can't remember. It's lady. Luke from Luke Stein. No, it's Carrie. It, it yeah, it's, it's Carrie. What's her face? Um, I think that's her name. Allison. Allison. Allison Carries. Yep. So um, Riggs and Carrie are Matthew's partners. They are all very good at their jobs, apparently, and are getting close to Hoffman. And Carrie is, like, obsessed with Jigsaw. Yeah. I remember that from the movie. And so um, Hoffman's thing is less about punishment. It's more about just, I need to do something to get these people off me. Um, Amanda takes care of Carrie. Yes. uh, With an unescapable trap in Saw 3. That one's rough. And so in Saw 4... You're, you're meant to think it's a time jump, but it's really not. Almost immediately after seeing his partner get killed, um, Riggs is then pulled into a test. Yeah. And um, essentially his is very gruesome in that he has to facilitate tests in order to find out the whereabouts of Eric Matthews. So his promise is do these things and you can rescue Eric Matthews, yes. who has been trapped for months since Saw 2. Um. And so in that, uh, so like one of the ones is like a child molester. Like he, fi- yeah. he finds a tr- uh, tied up child molester and he gets to choose whether or not he 
uh, gets to live or die, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's kind of pushing the boundaries of yeah. um, trying to understand, I guess, Jigsaw's point. Yeah. Uh, also, it seems like he's trying to frame him a little bit. A little bit. Um, I there His was one that kind of sucks. Where He has to blind himself, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, he's able to reach two switches that would trigger two little Grim Reaper statues mm-hmm. that poke his eyes out. Yeah, the child molester guy. Awful. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't finish. Mm-hmm. And Riggs's whole thing is, you can't help. Right. You cannot help this man. You have to watch him right. do this to well, himself. Yeah, and that's the thing. So Riggs, being the cop, would want to rescue the guy. Yeah. But do you want to rescue this criminal, this horrible person that's done horrible things? Like, that's Jigsaw's logic. Is just like, listen, like you want to save him. You want to do the mm-hmm. quote-unquote right thing, but you have to ask yourself, should you, you know, and all this other stuff. Because Hoffman's Jigsaw test for Riggs is... You can't save everyone. Like, his literal goal is to not save anyone. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's one of those ideas, like, by the end of it, you're either going to save Matthews and get off of the case. Like, you're just going to be like, you're not going to do anything. Matthews gets freed, and it's all okay. Yeah. Or you're going to try and rescue everybody and ruin it. And And the kicker to this test is Hoffman is in the test. Yes. So when this Riggs, is the final big test. Right. So when Riggs gets to the end, uh, again, his goal is to not help. Yeah. So it's literally don't go in the room. Uh, if he had listened to, I believe there's one tape he doesn't listen to. Yeah. Or some, or he doesn't finish something like that, and like he just he's so focused on I'm gonna rescue my friend. Yeah. So he as soon, but as soon as he enters the room, he so what's inside is there's this teeter totter. It's and, so um, elaborate right. and ridiculous. This is like evil villain layer yeah. elaborate. So it makes me think, what engineering school did Hoffman go to? Right. So on one side you have Eric Matthews uh, being um, hung, but safely. Yes. For now on a, a block of ice. Yeah. That's being melted. That'll melt to a point where he does hang, um, yes. if if not saved in time. Which drips down a teeter-totter to where Hoffman is sitting. Yes. With electrical wires. Yes. That will electrocute him to death. It, yeah, if his if his seesaw drops into the water and electricity, he dies. He does it, though, because he's Jigsaw. So, it's like, so have that in your mind. He's, he's doing this because either, one, he's going to get uh, all uh, curiosity off of himself. Basically, yeah. in the end, he's a victim. He's not Jigsaw. Or... Everybody else dies because they didn't listen, and he still gets to be Jigsaw because everybody else that was alive that suspected him is dead. Mm-hmm. So, again, his whole thing is he's just trying to get off the case. Yeah. Um, so, again, obviously he barged in the room he wasn't supposed to go in, so Riggs starts a trap that ultimately kills Matthews, kills the other guy facilitating yeah. it. There was another guy, he wasn't important, and then gets Riggs shot. Yeah. And that's when Hoffman just stands up and leaves, and it's just like, oh, yep, guess you failed. Yes, I'm Jigsaw. So, oh, no, no. so I know, oh, no, no. like, that's Saw 4, and that's like, oh my yeah. gosh, like, what? But, like... Doesn't Saw 4 have the ending that I love so much? Is that the one with the coffin? No. It's the one with the tracheotomy. Um, yes. I think, yeah, we forgot to mention FBI Man. Well, no, because that's Saw 3. That's Saw 3. Right? <laughs> yes, it is. It's Saw 3. So, underneath, Saw 4 is the one with the coffin, because as soon as he leaves, he goes into the room. Jeez, Louise, there's oh. so much movie. 
Oh my gosh, there it is. No, soft five is the one. Uh, Cause Strom makes it to five. So we're talking about Detective Strom. We are. We're talking introduced... about Luke from Luke Steiner from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> that's all I know him as. Um. So, okay, this is it's. You know what? His head's in a fish tank. I'm so confused. Uh, I know what I know. What we've said so far is true. No, so Strom, it's soft. Okay, soft four is strong. Yes, soft four is strong. Yes. So before we get there, though, all right. So so far we're still on the timeline. So yes. all that we've just said is right. I know it doesn't sound like we're very confident in that, <laughs> but it's true. We, so, like we said, there's so much movie. We've in these covered movies. Saw four, which is the Hoffman story. Yes. Jumping back to Saw three, which we've pretty much set up. Essentially. Yeah. He fails to do it. Every time he he only saves one person and it's just barely and in yeah. the next test he ends up getting killed anyway. Yeah. And so Jeff's whole thing again is to forgive and help these people escape because they can't escape on their own. Um and, and it's about that moving on forgiving. Again he fails at every turn and eventually gets to the end, um, and inadvertently just starts this domino effect. So he shows up in the room where John, his wife, and Amanda are. Mm -hmm. By this point, Amanda's been sick of it, and she's just like, why can't we just kill them, get you fixed, whatever. Like, she's just at her wit's end, which is exactly what John knew was going to happen. So when Jeff comes in and his wife, like, freaks out, she's had enough, and she kills, or she shoots the wife. She's not dead, but she shoots the wife. But then Jeff who only had one bullet in the gun he was given earlier in the game, mm-hmm. shoots Amanda. And basically yes. John's just like, I told you not to not to suck, you know. <laughs> it's just basically like, you know, yeah. like you you can't listen. You can't behave. And he gives Adam, or not Adam, he gives him this whole, whole speech about like, you can make a decision. Oh, yeah. And then he just freaking takes a cranial. Well, okay. So saw. his whole thing is, you know, listen. We can call an ambulance for your for your wife and all this other stuff, yeah. or you can kill me. I put you in these traps. I can understand. Yeah. And of course, obviously, Jeff takes that. But again, it's that whole thing of have you learned anything? Yeah. Will you forgive me and help your wife, or because again, will you forgive these people? Go through your grief with your child, but then move on because, dun dun dun, you have another child. Yeah. And a wife, and it's just like you're neglecting who you have for who you've lost, and it's. One of those things where it's like, don't forget your son, but don't forget who you have currently. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, are you going to save her or are you going to kill me? You know, forgiveness, dude. Yeah, and there's forgiveness. a beat. There's a beat where uh, you think he's going to do it. And then, no, and then he kills no. Kramer. And he re- and then a, a tape plays that reveals, hey, I got your daughter. Guess you shouldn't have killed me. And yeah, and then his wife dies uh the 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 collar detonates and so it's just it's a it's one of those things again you screwed yourself up by you not blew listening. It. you blew it you blew her um by not you, you didn't listen he didn't learn anything and i'm not saying you're necessarily supposed to but again like to a point though i think even if you weren't going to forgive the dude your wife takes priority your wife was just shot do anything to save her but no you have to act out your 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 feet like no. You put me in the situation. You made me do all these horrible things, and it's just like, yeah, dude, you've got to move on and save what you've got currently. Like so so that's saw three. So that's supposed to be the ending there of just like no. Yeah, and but, this... <laughs> go ahead. But then we jump back to saw four, and so there's been FBI agents investigating Hoffman. So mm-hmm. again, 
He's under investigation. His whole saw trap was hopefully going to get him absolved of, of, of um, scrutiny, right? Doesn't happen. Um, so when he finishes up, basically um, he traps the FBI agent that's been following him uh, in a fish tank. Yes. That, that fills starts, with water. Yes. Which is a freaky, freaky scenario. Yes. Absolutely. And, yeah. and did you say it was your favorite? It's one of my favorites because it's the best escape, in my opinion. Okay, so it's because of the escape. You're right. He doesn't even think about it. Well, he thinks about it. But, I mean, you know, FBI training, I guess, you know. Pulls out a pen, unscrews it, gives himself a tracheotomy, and escapes. Right. Like, so basically, he survives by being able to breathe through it and then manages to get out. So, uh, essentially, though, what Hoffman, Hoffman's goal was to get Strom in a trap, killed, and off the trail. And then Hoffman was going to rescue Jeff's kid mm-hmm. and be a hero. So yet again, his whole goal being, I'm not Jigsaw. Would Jigsaw save a child? I don't think so. So, but, so he does that, yeah. right? So he, he does all that. Oh, and by the way, before Strom, before the FBI agent gets in his trap, um, he kills Jeff. Yes. So again, that's where it connects. That's when you realize what's happening side by side. So in Saw 4, um, Hoffman leads him to the, the warehouse where Jeff is, and Strom shoots Jeff inadvertently because Jeff just found out his kid's kidnapped, and he, he just opens up just like, where's my kid? And, With an empty you know, gun. And FBI agent I didn't know what to do, so he just shot him. So mm-hmm. again, a tragedy of just like all the bad stuff that would have happened, that, that did happen, uh, that wouldn't have if Jeff had just listened. Yeah. Just listened and learned to forgive. That's what John Kramer does. He gives the gift of forgiveness. So Hoffman does rescue the little girl, the daughter. Yes. But um, someone somehow gets Strom, the FBI agent, out. And she's like, hey, we got another one. And he's being loaded into the ambulance. And, it, and the movie ends with Hoffman being Jigsaw because John Kramer did die. Mm-hmm. And he thought... This was a clean inheritance. Yeah. It's done. I am Jigsaw now. But now he it's left with the the worry of does does he know? Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a loose thread. And so um the ending though is interesting because uh it teases what's to come. And, and so in John Kramer's autopsy, a tape is found. And when uh Hoffman plays it, uh it basically just says, You're gonna be tested. Yeah. We're going to see if you're worthy, essentially. And I'm just like, if you don't know, you don't know. Like, if it's just not, if he's not the one, he's not the one. Just mm-hmm. give it up, John. And yeah. so we don't know what that means yet. But essentially, that's where the next films pick up, is now that we have a new Jigsaw, it's about proving he's Jigsaw and all this yeah. other stuff. The next few films are very, like, this is what you know Saw films to be. I think so. I yeah. really do. I and that's the that's why we split them the way we split them, and that's why I think these fit so nicely together is because these do deal with John Kramer's story, yeah. and it's essentially it introduces what he's trying to do and shows all the ways that it doesn't work. I mean, that's just the truth of it. Like regardless of what he believes, none of it's working. None of it's uh, panning out. The apprentices he thinks is going to believe and and continue his legacy don't work out. Like it's just all of that of just like if he had just learn to appreciate life instead of just trying to force that on people through horrific means everybody would have been happier yeah. literally everybody would have been happier um, but we did get cool movies out we of it did. so and if 
You know what? If you want us to cover the next four, let us know. Yeah, because we weren't planning to. Oh, we weren't? Yeah. No, we, we are. are? Yeah. Oh, like right now? No, not now. Okay. <laughs> no, we're done now. Cut that out. No. Uh, no, it's staying in. It's awkward and sexy, so it's staying in. So, um, no, uh, yeah, we will be back next week ah. with that. So, uh, so but you don't get a if choice. If you want to convince us, you like, comment, and survive. I don't know. <laughs> um, in so, front no. of you, there is a like button. Right. And, yes. You know, you have 30 seconds to like it or rate it or whatever. Wherever you watch or listen to this, just let us know you love it by uh, yeah. doing all the appropriate uh, stars and or thumbs up all that good stuff, uh, and be sure to share it as well. Um, thank you to our patrons and um, for uh, supporting us and all that we do, talking about Star Wars, horror, kaiju, all of the weirdness. All we do it. so much weirdness, and they pay for it, and it's just funny. Uh, but we appreciate them. Uh, we also appreciate our friends over at Red 5 Network who talk about all kinds of other great things, including Star Wars and such. So mm-hmm. uh, if you need more podcasts in your life that talk about cool stuff, uh, red5network.com is where you can check it out. Game Infinite. Uh, we're also uh, with Game Infinite because we love games, and if you do too, yes. um, GameInfinite.net uh, or Game Infinite on Instagram and Twitter where you can see cosplay, news, articles, uh, art, all kinds of things of all kinds of games that you and we enjoy. So uh, go support Game Infinite and all that goodness. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be back next week with more uh, Saw. Hopefully yeah. you enjoy this. We're doing it, so <laughs> you, don't you get can't choice. change our minds. Uh, but if you want to change our minds, just join Patreon. The link's in the uh, description below. Uh, if we get five patrons, that tells us we need to stop. Uh, See, there's only one way that we exactly can be one week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll stop until we don't stop. So can't stop, won't stop. Right, Let's stop. Uh, in the meantime, play a game, love life, and you know, watch out for bear traps. I hey guess. John, I don't know. Hey John, look down. Your butt's in a shackle. Oh no! You have to pet a puppy. <laughs> In five seconds. Dang it. (laughs) I win. He won the scenario. (laughs) I'm no longer Jigsaw. Goodbye, everyone. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.